a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as we mentioned going into the break, uh, we want to talk a little NASA today. And uh, a, a really interesting thing. I, I love some of the things they're doing to re engage the public into the space program and space exploration. I, I think that's been long overdue. I think some of the reasons why people became disconnected from the NASA programs uh, is because they just weren't communicating in a way that was compelling and exciting. Uh, and so they've, they've started to amp that up a little bit uh, under the uh, leadership of, of uh, Jim Bridenstine, uh, who is the director there and uh, just a great guy, former representative from Oklahoma. Uh, we did a podcast with him. We've had him on the show. And uh, so today... Uh, today, they, they made a really interesting combination, and I love this. Uh, they connected with uh, Octavia Spencer, uh, who, of course, was uh, nominated uh, for an Oscar for Hidden Figures, uh, which, of course, was the show that really featured uh, how the female African-American mathematicians played such a vital and integral role in the Apollo program. Uh, so they went back to her to have her help them roll out uh, a new uh uh, exploration, a new way in terms of the Mars rover. Take a listen. We have looked on. We are a species of explorers. We will meet many obstacles on our way to Mars. But as humans, we'll not give up. We will always persevere. I love that. Uh, So good. And and I do love, too, that uh, that NASA is uh, immortalizing some of those uh, great uh, black women mathematicians who were such an important part. Again, if you saw the the movie or read the book Hidden Figures, uh, you get a sense of that. On Wednesday, uh, NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine, who I mentioned earlier, uh, announced that the uh, agency's Washington, D.C. headquarter complex is going to be named after Mary Jackson, uh, who was the first black woman uh, to work as an engineer in NASA back in 1958. Uh, so I love these connections that they're bringing it uh, to the past and, and to the future. Uh, such an important thing and, and such an important lesson. Uh, I love the whole concept of hidden figures. Uh, we've been talking a lot about monuments lately. Uh, we all would do well to look at some of the hidden figures in our lives and in our community because they're everywhere. And there's so many lessons to be learned, so many great examples of character and courage, grit and determination that we can see if we will just look for those hidden figures. The hidden figures aren't always math numbers, uh, although my math is always bad. They always seem to be hidden from me. Uh, But there are a lot of hidden figures of people who've made an extraordinary difference uh, I want to go back uh, in history now a little bit. Uh, I want to go back to uh, John F. Kennedy, who uh, in, in one of the great speeches of all time uh, that he delivered at Rice University in Houston, 
Uh, I want to play two segments of this because it, it's it's really fascinating to me. One, the inspiring language he used, the invitation he gave to the nation to become part of this. Uh, and then a couple of interesting things. Listen to this first part. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone. What was once the furthest outpost on the old frontier of the West will be the furthest outpost on the new frontier of science and space. Houston. All right, again, that's uh, President John F. Kennedy, why, why we choose to go to the moon. Uh, and I love the fact that he said that this is the way we're going to measure this is the way we're going to measure our character. Our progress on this crazy, audacious, bold goal uh, is how we're going to measure our ability to come together, to unite, to innovate, and to lead. Uh, now, I want to play a second part of this speech. Again, this is uh, John F. Kennedy uh, at Rice University, and he dis- he starts to describe the rockets and what they will be made of. And I just want you to listen to this. There's such a great lesson in here. Your city of Houston, with its manned spacecraft center, will become the heart of a large scientific and engineering community. But if I were to say, my fellow citizens, that we shall send to the moon 240,000 miles away from the control station in Houston, a giant rocket more than 300 feet tall, the length of this football field, made of new metal alloys, some of which have not yet been invented. All right. Did you catch that? (laughs) That's the president of the United States saying, we're going to send this rocket. This rocket is going to be the length of this football field we're all sitting on today. And it is going to be made of alloys, some of which have not been invented yet. That is a big, hairy, audacious goal right there to declare it in front of the world that we're going to build this rocket and we're going to build it out of stuff we haven't even invented yet. Uh, That's leadership. That's a goal. That's inspiring. That's how you rally a nation. Uh, And sadly, we've we've come to accept far less uh, in many of our leaders uh, or so-called leaders uh, because they're they're not willing to take the risk. They're not willing to make the big declaration. They're not willing to be bold. They have to play it safe. They have to do it by the numbers. They have to do what the consultants say, what the polling suggests, what's been tested by focus groups. Uh, we need a, a little more uh, a little more Kennedy and maybe a little less uh, Hubert Humphrey, I think, in terms of our boldness as a country and in our leaders in our country. Uh, I want to keep on this theme in terms of 
where we are in terms of the the NASA program, and there's again, there's just so many wonderful lessons to be learned. I want to go really quickly to uh, a Virginia middle school student who won the contest with NASA. Again, love NASA bringing the younger kids in to name the next Mars rover. Listen to this. Curiosity, insight, spirit, opportunity. If you think about it, all of these names of past Mars rovers are qualities we possess as humans. We are always curious and seek opportunity. We have the spirit and insight to explore the moon, Mars, and beyond. But if rovers are to be the qualities of us as a race, we miss the most important thing. Perseverance. We as humans evolved as creatures who could learn to adapt to any situation, no matter how harsh. We are a species of explorers, and we will meet many setbacks on the way to Mars. However, we can persevere. We, not as a nation, but as humans, will not give up. The human race will always persevere into the future. My name is Alexander Mather, and that's why I chose Perseverance as the name of NASA's next Mars rover. All right, love that, uh, Alexander. Again, a middle school student from Virginia. Uh, was selected as the person with the best strategy for the name of the next Mars rover, Perseverance. And uh, you should all go back and re-listen to that. Uh, there were some lessons for today that as a, as a species, the human race will persevere, will overcome, will come together uh, to get things done and to move everything forward. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, uh, Jay Evenson will join us on the line. Uh, we'll talk a little more Utah politics and the process coming up on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.